from the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! What were the Browns thinking with that David Njoku contract extension? Well, they were thinking they got a pretty good tight end on their hands. We'll talk about it right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Adam Azer and Jacob Gibbs, two members of the David Njoku fan club, I would say. I don't know, four years, 55-ish million dollars fans, but we're fans. We like them. And Jacob's going to give you the advanced numbers here and tell you uh, maybe what the Browns were seeing and, and why he could be a good fantasy value as well. So he was a very efficient player in 2021, Jacob. Yeah, for sure. We're not quite as big of fans as the Browns, but uh, I think what we saw last year was really encouraging. We finally, it didn't result in a huge fantasy blow up, but we finally kind of saw the breakup from, you know, Najoku that the Browns have been expecting all this time and that they've rewarded him for. Uh, he was actually seventh among tight ends in yard per route run rate last year. He was more efficient than guys like TJ Hawkinson, Dalton Schultz, Zach Ertz, uh, Mike Jasicki. He was really the only. Cleveland pass catcher who was able to, you know, kind of transcend Baker Mayfield's struggles. Basically, everybody's efficiency was down across the board in Cleveland last year. Uh, Austin Hooper's yard per route run rate dropped by 25% from 2020 to 2021, for reference. Um, and Joku's rose by 27% from 2020 to 2021, which is really, really unusual with how, um, how inefficient Cleveland's passing offense was as a whole. And I think the people are going to be really excited if they are excited about it, Joko, because Austin Hooper has been second on the team in targets for two or two straight years uh, is is gone. And what does that mean where, for who uh, for Njoku? Yeah, a lot of targets vacated and a lot of routes vacated as well um, with Hooper out of the picture. Um, and of course, you know the Browns heavily investing in Njoku, so I would have to think he's going to be the first one who gets the opportunity to run more routes. Um, he only accounted for 40% of Cleveland's routes last year, Njoku did. And I think we're going to see him up around the 60, 65% range. Um, just looking at their depth chart right now. And if, if that happens with the efficiency that we saw last year, um, and his efficiency could go up, right? I mean, we've got Deshaun Watson yeah. looking yeah. like he's going to take over a quarterback. So like if his efficiency sustains or even increases with a you know, possibly drastic increase in routes as well. Could be looking at a really, really explosive season, which I don't think a lot of people are expecting from. Yeah, and the other aspect is there's no Jarvis Landry here. Now, they do bring in David Bell, who seems like an interesting Jarvis Landry replacement, but just Mm -hmm. Landry was a huge part of this offense. So what does the absence of Landry mean? Yeah, I'm excited for Bell, but he's not going to be Jarvis Landry, not right away at least, um, in terms of his ability to draw targets. Jarvis Landry led the Browns with a 27.4% target per route run rate last year um and for context that was the sixth highest rate in the entire nfl Um, he didn't run you know quite enough routes to qualify um but like among players with at least 200 routes that was the sixth highest uh austin hooper was second on the team with a 20 percent rate and so both those guys are out of the picture and not only do they you know vacate targets they vacate the targets that specifically uh, are the types of targets that david Najoku is drawing um Jarvis Landry's average route depth uh so the average uh depth at which his first cut came in his routes was 7.1 yards last year uh, which is right in line with Njoku's career mark at 6.8 and then um his average depth of target was 7.8 yards uh Njoku's was 8.2 last year so I think Devin Bell is definitely going to be involved as a short intermediate option but I think Njoku especially with the contract like everything is pointing towards him being heavily involved in a big part of the game plan uh in this area as well finally 
let's not let's not bury the lead. There's a quarterback upgrade here. You talked about Baker Mayfield and all of his struggles. Now there could easily be a suspension for Deshaun Watson, but assuming that he's going to play at least a good chunk of the season, how does he fit with Najoku? Yeah, so when I compared the data that we have on Mayfield and Watson over the past few years, there was one clear discrepancy, and it was against zone coverage. Um, against man coverage, Watson was better, but it was actually pretty close. Uh, against zone coverage, Mayfield's been one of the worst in the NFL, um, which is really hard to believe with Jarvis Landry at his disposal. He's one of the best you know, zone coverage busters in the NFL. Um, but Landry or uh, Mayfield has been near the bottom against zone coverage in nearly every metric for the past few years. Deshaun Watson has been second best in the entire NFL over the past three years. Mm. Um, and so that is a huge upgrade for the offense as a whole. Zone coverage is the predominant uh, defense that is used in the NFL. It's used about 65% of the time. And so that's a huge upgrade for the offense as a whole. And it's also a huge upgrade for short intermediate targets like Njoku, like David Bell. So everything really exciting, really looking good for Njoku this year. All right, that is a David Njoku profile. We'll come back tomorrow with a Juju Smith-Schuster profile on Fantasy Football Today in 5.